podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett, and with me to celebrate yet another Derby win, Jürgen's majestic streak against the Blues goes on. I don't have Rosie this week, but I do have the dynamic sports science duo. Um, first of all, <laughs> broadcasting live from his ivory tower, it's, it's Dr. Phil Barter. Evening, Phil. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm doing very well, mate. I'm doing really well, in fact. Because it's, 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 we just beat Everton, man. <laughs> I was going to say, for you, you must be positive. <laughs> it's great, man. I love beating Everton. I really do. Love <laughs> the only thing better than beating Everton is beating Everton at Goodison. Oh, I can imagine. But, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the number one game. This that's time. when you prop all down the street with the red shirt on, right? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done that too many times in recent years. They're away game, but... Um, true, true. Yeah, true. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah... <laughs> and fresh from his fresh from his Derby Ladies corporate junket, it's Mr. Simon Brundish. Evening, boys. It's nice to be Everton. It's always nice to be to Everton. I think I, I take extra pleasure when it's Deitch or Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's even better. It's even better when that he is crying like a bitch about referees. Yeah, yeah. It just it just yeah. makes it better. We are going to talk about refs at some point, so it will be inevitable. We have to because it's the st- one of the stories of the game. Um, but before we do that, um, Sai, it's 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 it, we've just had an international break. It's twelve thirty. It must be Liverpool kicking off the Premier League weekend. Um, how did we? Well, what did we go with? We thought you, we said on the we said on the international break pod. It's not the same as last time. There's an extra day because all the all the South American teams played on the Tuesday. Um, how did it go for you? How did the lineups go? Uh, did we? Well, there's the, there's just the choice between Jota and and Darwin. I think it, it's uh, Gravenberg is is kind of getting bedded in now, eh? The, mm. And unequivocally, there there can be no debate. Klopp is choosing to actively not select Endo as a six. He has gone. I my team functions better with Mac not playing eight and playing a six than with Endo as the six and Mac as an eight. Yeah, but he's going to play got, Endo against them um, to lose, right? Yeah. So Endo's Endo's he's just gonna, in with the sifts. Yeah. 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 But he did in the last game. He didn't. And he only played half of that, didn't he? So yeah. At, at yeah. this point. Yeah, is it like there's no waiting for Endo to come in and play six and let Matt go go back to eight? I think he's in as the six until Thiago he's comes just, back. We said it at the time though; he's just a body. He's a stopgap. He's a body in the squad to to rotate minutes around and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, 
He's he's borderline slightly better than putting one of the kids in. It seems uh, that's that's how Klopp's treating him. This is not my opinion on his quality. <clears throat> I have no okay. opinion on his quality. But, but it wasn't the, just, extra, it was, the extra change is Robbo is Robbo is uh, injured, isn't he? Yeah. So because he played Grabenberg over, you know, in Endo, so he played Grabenberg in in the midfield. But he also made his big pick at the centre back, didn't he? So is it a big pick? Well, I mean, he, he hasn't really played that much, has he, Canati, because of all his injuries? But um, he, he started him straight after the international break, didn't he? So, I think it was a brave pick because he, he was the player that, that started the game. We had, uh, let me get it up because I, I, I wasn't actually thinking about talking about it. Um, starting this game, we had um, three lads, four lads on the uh, in the red zone from a fatigue perspective, from an acute chronic spike because of the um, international break and the minutes they played in the international break. And uh, Ibu was one of them. You d- I discount uh, Virgil's from the, from the situation anyway because he's Virgil and he's he has such... He's demonstrated such a massive capacity to play two games a week yeah. uh, in the past. Um, and we got borderline um, Zobo and Mac... So yeah. I'm not particularly I'm not particularly worried about those, particularly uh, Zobo because he's he's he was in Europe. If they think Matt can play, fine. Uh, I'm not worried about the uh, the the travel because he had basically four four days to recover, which is fine. Yeah. Um, you were saying this on the, on the international break pod, yeah. Yeah, and they they did something about getting them a private jet, which just blew my mind that they didn't already have a private jet because they did a big thing about having private jets for Bobby like ten years yeah, ago. So a, I don't a, know what I saw that as well. It seemed a bit of an seems a bit of an oversight to me. It, yeah, if it's true, I don't know. Have they been sticking them on? On is he? Is he been? Have they been taking four flights <laughs> to in, into Peru, out to yeah, Bolivia, charter, yeah. via Mexico? Mexico <laughs> on Virgin. Well, I don't understand what they've been doing. Yeah, have they not been sharing with the other sides? Sorry. Yeah, of course that's what they do. I know, but I mean, maybe that's just where we've decided to pay for. I don't know, but it seems odd. Yeah, odd to make that point. Know. Anyway, so Ib- Ibu's the, so Ibu's it was a good looking team. On, it was a good looking team on paper. Yeah, theoretically, it's yeah. the first team. It's yeah. the team people want, apart from Darwin and Jota. Yeah, maybe Jones. And Robbo. I so, I yeah. don't. Only the hipsters would pull would pull playing CJ over Gravenberg, but CJ's suspended anyway. Make any well, I would. I'd. I'd I, I'm not a hip, I'm certainly not a hipster. I'd play Jones over Gravenberg. I, I. Me too. But the. I, I think the the consensus, the mass population of our fan base would want Gravenberg playing and Darwin playing. They want all the shiny toys. Yeah, but he's got to prove himself that he can, you know, he's going to do a better job for the team than Jones. That's because you're a sensible human. <laughs> you're a sensible human. But fans aren't. Fans want Darwin, Diaz, and Grappenberg in the team against at the same time. They want all the shiny toys on the pitch at yeah. all times. Yeah, yeah. And and so yeah. we were really only one away from having all of them on the pitch at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Grappenberg will play in the Europa League, and so will. Um, yeah, and so so will so will Jones actually, to be honest, and so will Endo. Anyway, we'll say. But Everton, um, Bart's, um I look at that Everton team, right? And mm-hmm. they are that is not I'm looking at and the, especially the front the front six, not not so much the defence and the goalie, but the front six and so that's not a relegation team by any stretch. I I Jack Harrison, Dwight McNeil and Dominic Calvert Lewin, that's a that's a good front three. 
Yeah, he's a... Uh, and Anana yeah. and Dakori are pretty solid, and Garner is just... Um, uh, to be honest, Jim James Garner, right, he just takes me back to watching the Rockford Files with my mum when I was about nine. That's a reference for the kids, right? There, no, I but, know, that's um, the James Garner I was thinking of. But yeah, you know what, I was listening... I just, Every Saturday night, watch the Rockford Files. Intersection here that I was, I was obviously watching uh, baseball, and, um, and one of the... Uh, for people that don't watch these things, that they're basically at the semi-final stage, and one TV channel gets one semi-final or semi-final series, and another TV channel gets this. BBC One gets one semi-final, and ITV get the other. And uh, and basically, BBC have have this one young commentator. The main commentator is obviously the son of somebody famous. Um, so he got a job when he was twenty-two. Yeah, it's not Joe Buck, but it's very very similar. Some serious nepotism. And then they've got like an 85-year-old player and a 70-year-old player. And they were, they were making pop, cu- then pop culture reference jokes throughout. And there was stuff that, I, that I'm, I'm like, well, I can kind of remember the thing you're talking about. <laughs> so what you're, saying, what you're saying is the Rockford Files, you know, it, you know is not that generation. You just today. did that is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But no, to answer your question, they made no changes, and no, this isn't a rele- relegation side. They're, 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 I think they're far better than well, some of the parts are far better than the team at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and we also look at the bench. They've got some. I mean, Michael Kane's not uh, Kings. Is it King? Sorry, he's not yeah. a bad defender. Yeah, Patterson's all right. Yeah, is it Gaia? Yeah, Patterson's he's decent. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with Don Keane though. I think he's pretty. I think he's. I think he needs to go to the glue factory myself. My, no, I, I'm just saying that there's. Yeah. This isn't a side that of what one win is that right? One win in the Premier League and just think, um, or two wins. Sorry, two wins and six defeats. This is. It's also very. That's not. If you look at the defensive record, it's just not. Um, it's not a dice side either, really. Yeah. I know, set up in a way he wants to do. Like you saw it in the pattern of the game. They were you know, a block being compact. Um, and then they were trying to, any set piece they had, they would, you yeah. know, run something off. But in terms of everything else, it's just a bit... Well, you consider, remember the last time we played them at Anfield, there was that lad up front, it was, you know, like a, like a, a, a lamppost, really. I can't remember yeah. his name now. We, I don't think I've seen him since. Sims, was it Sims? Yeah. yeah. Sims. And yeah. if you look at, you know, Calvert-Lewin, right? He's massive for them. If he stays for... He's he's a good he's a good centre forward. He's yeah, absolutely he's a good he's a genuinely genuinely good centre forward. But that that lad that lad was made out of biscuits five years ago. Now he's he's made out of dumb coffee for five minutes. Biscuit. He he can't stay on a pitch for more than eighteen minutes any time. Yeah. Who Calvert Lewin? Yeah. 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 He is. Yeah. He is. He is like. He is like a slightly better quality Danny Welbeck. <laughs> anyway, before we come on to us, um, but but talk to me about yeah. how how Everton used Calvert Lewin in this match. How, how was the Everton game plan? Shall we say? Because they we <laughs> talked about the international break pod how yeah. their attacking numbers they were like third, fourth in the league, you know, but they just couldn't couldn't finish their dinner basically, you know. So yeah, well they had <laughs> they didn't attack so much in this game, did they? they, they no, played they a- they made one hundred and eighteen passes. Right, they had a pass success rate of fifty two percent. Yeah. For a Premier League side, yeah, they had just under fifteen minutes of ball in playtime of the of, uh, in possession. It's just a re- such a low amount. They had point one xG production, point seven. Yeah, but they know, did play for an hour with ten men. 
They, yeah, true. But apart from the first 30 seconds where they steal the ball off Mac and Calvert-Lewin has that headed chance, there was a part, and then it was just set plays. And they yeah. were trying to play uh, just to set, Pickford went long 87% of the time when he had the yeah. ball. So they were trying to play into the classic channels and play off uh, Calvert-Lewin if they could get there. They just couldn't get enough quality or win it in those areas to deal with it because our defence shuffled around and, and dealt with those balls. There's only a few occasions where they had any meaningful possession in our final third. Yeah. he's um, So Calvert-Lewin's played four full matches now in the Premier League this season, the equivalent of I think, are we on nine matches played now? In the, yeah, in the exactly. this is going with, going with nine, yeah. Yeah, so he's had four matches, four matches played this season. And he is fourth for total aerial duels in the Premier League. And he's only mm. played four four full matches. So unsurprisingly, he is miles ahead on the aerial duels per 90. Uh, which is and he's having a thirteen per game um, per ninety, and in this season, this this game he was fifteen, and he only he only won he only won five out of fifteen. Yeah, uh, no, no, he was no. So what did I say? It was eighteen? Was it? Was it five out of eighteen? Yeah, five I out of eighteen aerial duels attempted, yeah. and it, but like you said, Pickford just launched everything straight towards Calvert Lewin, and for some reason, Calvert Lewin most of the time seemed to be spinning onto Van Dyke rather than Canate. Yeah, but then if you look at, we'll come on to Kanai's error rate was around four, uh, mid 40s, which was shocking. Yeah, he was three, three, three out of seven. Three out of seven. And then Matic comes on for the last period and in the same period gets an 85% error dual rate. So why do you think Calvert Loon would actively choose to spin onto Virgil into Virgil's channel? Why do you think that they would do that? I Maybe they thought they could get joy out of Costas. Right. So they thought had the, had the pairing of that. I, don't, I can't remember who played right wing for apologies uh, up against Costas. If Calvert Lewin did win that, was a better Harrison. opportunity. Harrison was a better opportunity than if he did win it of Canate, the player coming in and going past Trent or going past yeah. the, the the source there. I think maybe that's that's the matchup they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I just think that's madness going up to the. The prime centre half. They would have known that Canate's aerial great isn't as good as VVD's. They're not that un. Yeah, well, VVD like, made VVD attempted fifteen in this match, ten, yeah, the one ten, uh, and one ten, which is pretty good. And and if we look at the cluster, um, I don't know if you saw the, the image I put mm. in the chat earlier. It's literally in that. It's in that in that left defensive half space, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just pinging, repelling balls from um, from um, Pickford. Where he was, yeah, he just uh, and it. People talking about VVD returning to form wrestling, but he was good at that part of the game. And 67% is still areas to to improve. It's not like an 80 percent, but it's still very, very good. But yeah. he's passing as well. I mean, he's got like four, he's got five connections of over 10, 10 passes with his teammates. And he was doing the, I think CSI said international break, he wasn't doing the long switchy, uh, long driven passes. He was doing a lot more of that in this game. So I thought, yeah, I thought it was a good performance from VVD. But you're right, I don't, I can't, unless, as I said, unless it was to exploit Costas, I can't see why you would try and go up against VVD for aerial drills. Yeah. Anyway, talk about us, no, say, um, and our game plan uh, against this very predictable game plan from the opposition. I, I don't um, think it was what, predictable. What, I thought I thought they were terrible. I thought that their, their tactical setup against us was appalling. I thought they tried to play a mid-block and they were allowing too many men to go, go and try to press us. It, it, I, I thought it was they were stuck in between being a terrible a Bournemouth and a terrible Burnley. It was the weirdest tactical 
setup I've that I've seen from Deitch. The, they would they were launching. They played thirty one percent long balls, which is double their their uh, their usual average. Thirty one percent long balls, and as you say, the um, Cavett Lewin was going hanging around the the at their right hand side over near. Um, Jack Harrison. I think that the idea was to get flick ons to Jack Harrison because he's yeah. rapid. Um, Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t shirts, sweaters, hoodies, and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints, and coasters all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. But... We were building through uh, through Van Dyke, and then Trent was sprinting straight into his bloody uh, quarterback slot as soon as um, the ball was in the air from it was um, from us recovering it. Well, as soon as we we it sniffed like we were recovering it, that we were already set up with a double pivot in there, um, and and Trent was the one. Um, I think we that that they had with the, in in the last fifty games only ten um, opposition only ten games uh, had an opposition that had fifty um, percent or more of their possession of the defensive third, which allow us to go and press them. So the pressing I would expect relative press adjusted should be fairly hot, um, though they were trying to avoid it really quickly. But there was opportunity there for us, which I thought was weird. And um, they were playing a relatively high line so we could play the ball in behind them because they they were trying to press us um, as soon as Virgil, as, as soon as Virgil played the pass, they were trying to press it and it was weird. And we, we just kept getting through them in a, in a, and like it, they were fractured in how they were their defense. They typically would set up in the low block on the edge of the box, like they did in the second half, because it was so mm. visibly obvious what had changed at half time. Yeah, but that's how I expected them to play from the start. Yeah, and so not so the end result of the end result of that was somehow we managed to get quite a lot of transition situations against the Deitch team, which I don't think I've ever seen us do before. Because they were pr- they were trying to press us and we were getting the ball around. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was really weird. Um, that's, on, that's, that's the whole tactical uh, thing with them, that they were trying to double bank out wide against us. They were playing one or two passes uh, or they were launching it and they were bombing for the second ball and we were just bring the ball down and play the ball around them. And it, it just caused basketball. So for the first 30 minutes of the game, nothing actually got through either side to get into each other's boxes, but there was a lot of transition ball and then fairly decent defending, stopping the the final pass into the box. The, the, up until the sending off, it was, we had, um, 
I've lost, just lost my sheet. But we had almost all the ball at that point, but we had only been in their box four times. Yeah. And they'd been in the box, they'd been in ours three. So before we go into the before we go into that the, the details of the match, I just need to do the match summary from Rhodesy because he um he, he can't he can't join join us this week to do it himself. So the end result was a two nil scoreline. The stats kind of the traditional XG stats do suggest it's a two nil scoreline. The average of the models one point five three for us and just point one four for Everton. Um, so a very good non penalty XG difference there, one point three nine. That's across the models, but the shot quality very low. We had twenty six shots. Average shot quality just six percent. That is not good. That's our lowest of the season by some distance at any match this season. Um, Everton only had six shots. Um, and the shots on target was six to one for us, but at half time, that was only one to one. Um, it was one each, sorry. Um, 13 shots in the box to one, uh, two big chances to nil, which are both the, the, the Salah pen and then the Salah goal. Um, and a 47 penalty box touches to five, which in 47 is our highest of the season in any match. And five is the fewest we've conceded match. So obviously a penalty box touch difference of 42 is just. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one defensive error for Everton, none for us, um, <clears throat> which is um, interesting. Um, and, yeah, so quite a dominant position at the end of the match after playing for an hour with 10 men. But obviously, just like the other games we played with a man down this season, we're going to do this in, 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 in two chunks. We're going to do it 11 v 11 and then 11 v 11 v 10. Um, so, Bart, you already alluded to it earlier on, the very, very first minute of the game, about 40 seconds in. Yeah. Um, and uh, Calvert-Lewin has um, a chance. Shots. Yeah. Yeah. The, the XG doesn't like, but the XT models actually quite do like because the, the XT models were was way higher than the XT in this. So, well, 0.74 in this mm-hmm. game, which is, if we could do 0.74 in every game, that would be amazing. That's league winning, but yeah. that's about. But point seven four is our lowest of the season in, in this game, and and most a lot of it was was this opportunity. Yeah, it is. I think it's one of those where XT's gone. Well, you're in that area. You've got a chance in that area. Therefore, that's uh, something like point three or something like that. And he does connect, goal, and he yeah. does connect right. Whereas yeah. XG, I think, takes into account. BBD's next to him, isn't he? Is that right? Have I got that right in my head? Or is mm-hmm. BBD, yeah, BBD, actually will take into account it's a header for a start and the defender is is, is in close proximity, which is yeah. why XG doesn't like it as much as the XT model. But no, he was uh, considering, but considering his prowess has been um, the head, you know, the headed chance from Dominic Cavalier, and you, I, I personally thought he would have got that on target, at least not put over the ball. And that- and that's only one of the three times he actually beat Van Dijk in the air all match, and that was exactly. it. Could have been extremely costly. What? Do, how did you see it? Um, did you did you see anything about? Did he, did he just get the run on VVD? Did VB was a VVD on his heels on this one? Or what did you see? I I just don't think we, it's a, it's an error. They won the ball. I just don't think we expected them to win the ball. Yeah, so it was it was just like a oh crap, you know, kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Okay, I'll get there. And loose pass, and then there was pass a, and, quick, yeah, and then, yeah. bing, bing, bing. Being and cross yeah. comes in and he's reacted. He's put pressure on him because he's there. He's not unmarked, but it's not. Uh, he's not in the position he would have liked to have been, which would have been just clear the ball out. So I just don't think he expected us to lose the border. Yeah, um, that's which happens, right? You know, where the when those 
as we've often said, when the system breaks for us, it's it's catastrophic. It can be catastrophic, catastrophic but we yeah. can't cover that. And that's just an example. We the system broke down, we lost the ball, and, and they had a chance in the six yard box. Yeah. Um, um, so, um, so, so, um, I thought VVD otherwise was was pretty excellent, to be honest. And he does look after some shaky games earlier this season. He does look relatively back to his best. We played him played him about two pods ago, I think. Um, what did you see on this in this first first minute incident? Did you see anything there to be? How did you, how did you see that Calvin Lewin got the jump on him? I, th- I just thought it was, uh, uh, Virgil was a little bit slow. I think there was a couple of moments in the game where um, he his naught to five yard speed is not what it used to be. I, I think his probably his top end speed is probably similar. And he hasn't that hasn't diminished, but the twitchiness, the, his ability to turn Sadio's speed on, is is gone. Um, there was a moment early on when he um, uh, he covered Canata and bailed us out the tackle inside the box, which was very nice. But it looked like Virgil two years ago, five, five years ago, whatever he would have just intercept. He would just ran past the guy and taken the ball and dribbled it out. And he ended up having to make a real challenge inside the box, which he won because it's Virgil. But um, and it that was just because he didn't have that first step electric speed. And I, I feel like, like inside the box, that's what's not costing us, but that's it's having an impact. It's having an effect on the opposition on who's getting headers that who's getting chances that wouldn't have in the past. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so let's talk talk about the openings. You know the eleven v eleven periods. So, so how did you? You've already mentioned the. Um, you thought Everton were quite poor tactically in a minute transition. What else did you notice in the the general patterns of play in that in that first half hour? I think well, we wanted to play through um, uh, pivots uh, with Trent. Um, we've got the thing is that what I love about this about our team. I know we didn't play particularly great, and it wasn't amazing football or anything. But the quality of those three midfielders and then Trent when he's in there, like that is a Real Madrid midfield. That they are awesome. They they can receive a pass under any kind of pressure, retain possession, but already have their eye on what's going to happen next. They all want to get involved in the game at all phases, every area on the pitch. They are all willing to put in a shift. Um, like I love what they had three, three of the best passes I've ever seen in my life were in the first 20 minutes of this game really? there was a oh unbelievable pass from Zobo out to um, Mo I think in the outside of his foot and Mo I think Mo couldn't quite control it but um, yeah like I think it was like 17 minutes and he slotted it through the eye of a needle on a curve it, I, I don't know how he got it there and there was a, a couple of pinged passes, one from uh, Mac and then the one in the second half as well. Um, and, he, and Grav had a really brilliant pass in this as well. It's just some, I was sat in awe of their passing. So we didn't create tons inside the box, but I quite liked up through the middle phase, through the build phase, the middle phase, I quite liked how we caused stress to the opposition in a, in a much more deliberate manner than we had. It's just that we started taking too many shots too early. I quite like that we were starting to um, stress the defence by occasionally taking a, um, a shot from outside the box because we've got 
some serious quality at taking long shots. And if you plant a seed of fear in the brain of the opposition that, that, that Zobo might bang one um, or Mac might bang one, that somebody's got to be on the lookout for that. And if if they're on the lookout for coming out to press that and they've got a deep block, that creates, creates a little gap for a ball around the corner or a dink over the top, which is two of the things we were trying. Um, so I quite liked how we were setting up to do it. it, it just sometimes it takes a while to come off. Yeah. And Bart, um, you've obviously done your normal data his packs and stuff like this. Mm. What, what did you see? You've obviously broken it down into 11 v 11 and, and up to the pill. Yeah, what, 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 what did you see in there? Um, just to add to size point, that we had nine shots from zone 14 on the pitch for this game, which is um, a remarkable amount. Um, but too, no, many. too many. Too many. Too many, I would say. Yeah, I, I get what Sai's trying to say. It was just like nine shots from, from that area. It's just. We had 14 outside the box. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just saying particularly about zone 14, we had nine in that area. Uh, and then we had two, we had more in the wide areas and the left half spaces. But, um, in terms of structure, Darth, I think before the, before the red card, pretty much kind of what I was saying, we were playing through the middle. We were quite condensed. Uh, we were only over sort of three strips of the pitch, should we say. Good things for me. Uh, Jota and Diaz were occupying 14 and, and left half space, which, which gave us a little bit of depth and the connections were nice, uh, were more than four from, uh, Costas, Grav and, uh, Dom. Um, Trent's inverting a lot already, as, as Sai alluded to. Post, uh, red card for me, we completely, we shifted up a whole set of strips and we actually got more depth to our play to four strips of the pitch. Conversely, for Everton, um, again, backing up with size on a viz, they had that right side kind of triangle work between Harrison Young and is it Decore trying to work off. They had about um, eight passes between all three of them um, each, if you like, on into we're trying to get into our right their right half space, and they had depth over three strips, um, which was uh, also interestingly Braithwaite, Oana, and McNeil also had a bit of a connection going on. But then post um, red card, the only connection on the pitch is one of their centre halves into a centre mid. Everything else is just nothing. There's no there's no passing network at all. Um, it just completely breaks down for pretty much the the rest of the game. Um, which is, is as I alluded to, that it kind of gives you that lack of a game plan. It, it was really odd. They seemed to have something they were trying to work on with 11 v 11, but as soon as they lost a man, it just had nothing. There was no, there's just a connection from basically a centre, centre back front and a centre mid. Other than that, there was no, there's no meaningful attempts to play anyone in, in, into the game. Neil and Harrison have got high average positions, but no one's there connected with them. So yeah. Um, and the dual rate goes down as well. They go for a period between 16 and 45 where they lose over 80% of the duels. Uh, in that period of time, and we have a higher success rate of dribbles, obviously, conversely at that time as well. So, yeah, um, so, interesting periods. Let's quickly do the pressing um, here because it's very short. It's not the story yeah. in this game. Rosie's collected it. 95 presses for the match. Not surprising considering we were 76% possession for the game, um, <clears throat> I think. Um, the, yeah. did, you, did you see anything at all interesting in their 11 v 11 in the data on the pressing, or was it just a, it was just a non-story? Uh, we peaked... Around that, around the half an hour mark, in terms of pressing on the papa, uh, and then mm. it fell off a cliff just after half time after the hour mark. Um, 
we dropped down to about seventy percent. Oh, we went up to about eighty-five. I mean, that isn't high, as you know. The yeah. anything over ninety is high, but it, it's it's what I found interesting was that even with a lower number of presses, generally you can still see the structure of what we were trying to do. Um, but if you look at directional and the zones on our pressing, I've just like Diaz is basically covering the front zone. Uh, Salah's doing the right. Grab's doing this weird diagonal thing from left back up to right half. It's just not our usual structure. This isn't no. how we normally set up. And I think, I think, I think a lot of that is going to be low, low Opportunity. events. Yeah, lower, lower events is going to skew your, your vis as well, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And like VVDs in their half pressing, which again is just a lower number, think, but it's just it's. It's a non-event all over the place. But. I think the only thing that we'll do with what Rosie Rosie's found with his pressing collection, which which size again already mentioned at, quite at length, is that the, the, we were we were pressing in in mid to low areas in our own half, especially. Yeah, yeah. And we and we did generate a lot of counterattack situations through the pressing in those situations. Yeah. Um, and I think it's actually seven, which is which is very high, but we didn't have a single shot. From all those seven counter attacks, because we press, we transition in, and then in that final third, our you know our decision making and you know connections are there, and it would just it would just all fall down. Yeah, we, are we on the zone up to first sub. We've got six uh, shapes that are in red, which is a, which is counter press. So yeah, absolutely um, in those areas. Um, just we targeted Young and Decore. Obviously, Decore was targeted by more players than anybody else, and Young got the highest number of single most targets from Diaz on six, um, which yeah. which is which is not not a shock. Um, just going to call out Diaz as a performance, hundred percent press efficiency, twenty one packages uh, assisted. It's not bad uh, no. with with nine high value presses. That that's a pretty good performance. in a game like this. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that is that's, good. That it that's a good. Most of the second for me with 16 adjusted, 90-odd percent efficiency and, and seven odd value better presses. Nice. Nice, nice. Phil. So that leads us slightly on to what I talk about Luis Diaz, uh, say, because um, Luis Diaz was a key player in um, 11 v 11 and, um, and and helping us get to 11 versus 10. Well, he was doing the thing he does, isn't he? He's a street baller. Attacking, attacking his fullback. He was isolating, not always attacking him, but he was, uh, he was isolating his fullback and I, I thought he was he was a key player in the game because the because the key moments kept going to him. His his um, the right back is fucking Ashley Young for God's sake. I played against him. He's did you really play against Ashley Young? Yeah, he is. He, <laughs> <For sake. laughs> he is properly old. Jesus, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> he. He should, um, and that should always have been, as soon as the team sheet came out, right, okay, stop what we were doing. Uh, Luis, go and stand near him. Give him the ball. End of the yeah. story. And it kind <laughs> it's of, like this, it's been... way, we, we kept manoeuvring the ball to him. He kept kind of going at him. And as soon as he did go at him, he got, like, success. Every time yeah. he went, he, he, he tried. He just didn't try that as often as I, I would have hoped. And his, I, even it reminded though he, me, Sai, of the th- last three Man City trips to Anfield, where the whole game yeah. has been defined by their left winger against uh, against our right back. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Oh, by the way, apropos of nothing, did you see the Brighton Man City game on the weekend? Any of that? No. Did it you did. see? Did you see who was playing left wing for Brighton against right back for Brighton? 
<laughs> like we're left wing for City against right back for Brighton. Crazy, isn't it? Milner versus the Milner versus Doku. The dribbles even more than Phil Foden, and (laughs) And it's absolutely lightning. Did you see him get stood up twice and then beaten? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Going back to this, right? That that uh, Luis. Um, he was. You just talked about the transition moments. There were three different transitions where he had the ball in, uh, like I don't know, four pitches worth of space, and he, his decision making, it was so slow. So he kept holding the ball and holding the ball until the moment was it, it smashed him in the face or it had gone. And um, there was one where we were four on one, and they ended up. He ended up waiting so long and his pass was so under hit into the middle to three unmarked strikers that were that were heading into the middle of the box completely unmarked. It was so slow that it allowed one of the midfielders to run back and catch Mo Salah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's because he wasn't having... He couldn't sprint anymore because he'd have been offside because he kept waiting so long. It allowed the, it allowed um, one of the midfielders, Anana, who was fast, to make up 10 metres like, yeah, is it, it, he is he is a frustrating if exciting figure to me. That is such a street baller still. Yeah, but he was the he, he was the key moments that all happened around him. Yeah, yeah. but we're going to talk about the creativity um, uh, later on on our bigger topic. So um, first red card. I, I don't think there was any doubt at, at either. I thought they both of the challenges were, were clear yellow cards. That I, I was listening to Ali McCoist crying about these decisions on. TNT Sports, goodness me. Um, but yeah, I thought they were both absolutely stonewall yellows. I don't even know why it was debate, apart yeah. from being, apart from it being us, you know. But I mean, um, I no, I thought yeah, apart, both, both yeah. the cards. Apart from apart from TNT trying to want one in an upset, yeah. basically, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but the point of the, the the point of the second yellow card, um, the XG was point three six to us, point uh, zero five to Everton. Five shots to two, and one shot on target each. It, it wasn't. I mean, Sai was Sai was enthused about some of the individual passing, um, or passes, should we say? But I I didn't think it. I thought it was didn't think it was very thriller, thrill a very thrilling match, uh, and I don't think we were playing very well either. But no. Uh... I mean, we we didn't lose any period, you know, fifty minutes second of the game. But I mean, it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of opportunity for us to cu- curate. Um, but no, I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think we were in any danger. To put it another way, uh, I d- didn't think they were going to they was going to score. Uh, it was just yeah. whether or not we could utilize that possession we did have to to create a better opportunity. I thought in terms. Like uh, as I alluded to with Diaz, slowing. But there were several players who were kind of slowing it up a little bit in certain areas, or the pass wasn't a little bit over hit, or we were hitting long shots, and it was just, yeah, I just, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting period of time. I thought we had the ball, but it wasn't. I mean, we had like seventy four percent in sixteen to thirty, and seventy three percent north to fifteen possession. I mean, that's that's a ridiculous amount of ball to have uh, in a Premier League game. Um, you know, we were 133 passes in 120, 123 in those two periods. So massive amount of touches, massive amount of passes. But um, yeah, I, I would have expected us to do more with it, uh, particularly in Everton's game plan at that particular time was a little bit more open than when they switched to, which was 
more of a uh, a block it up and try and try and not concede. But yeah. So say so we get the advantage. Um, we played a lot of games this season, ten v eleven, and even nine v eleven. How did we do when the shoe was on the other foot? How did you think we did? Um, I thought we won two nil. That like is it? What we were doing in the first half up to um, the sending off, I I thought our midfield were making really smart decisions. I think our attack wasn't. I think our defence were doing stuff that didn't help. I think structurally we weren't great, but we were creating a pro a foundation of building like a process. I could see the how the process was was being in bed, whatever. And then the sending off happened. They went to 19 at the back and we <laughs> went, uh, right, let's carry on doing this thing we were doing already. And you have to you have to understand the incentive for the choice, tactical choices that we make. The incentive for playing Trent in the centre of midfield is... People think it's something to do with how he defends at right back, but it's not. It's about getting him on the ball more often, and it's about creating a little bit more more rigidity through the middle of the pitch when we turn turn the ball over. So we've got an extra body in there to to prevent a counter attack. Um, Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. All things that you don't need in the middle of the pitch when they have all of their players in the area of the box. Yeah, so they basically, they basically just defended the width of the box, yeah? And they stacked they stacked the box. Yeah. Uh, so they, they put two banks, yeah. uh, the box width. That's it. Yeah. And then they so, shuttled across one side or the other while we were moving it slowly from one side or the other. So they, how- went for, they went 4 they went four one with Calvert-Lewin about 40 metres ahead of everybody else. And they went 6-3-1. 6-3-1. Genuinely, they went 6-3-1. Um, it was bonkers. And um, they, they, at one point, they changed one of the defenders. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be six two one? Six two one, yeah, yeah six two one. That's it, yeah, six two one. And they they brought one of their defenders out to make it five three one. You're right, uh, being statistical show and stuff. Uh, well, it's, it's more the fact that they had ten players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, I, I should know better. Um, but what we didn't do was utilize. So you have to we have to preface this by Anfield small. Yes, it is. It's below Anvil's average size, isn't it? Pitch. Below so average. Anvil's yeah. got Anvil's got six uh, six thousand six hundred and uh, six thousand eight hundred and sixty sixty eight 
square meters and the and the, the standard premier league pitch the standard fifa pitch the reason we're not allowed to have international tournaments is that they have 7140 square meters yeah and it's That's the width really- it's the width where we are particularly penalized it's not the length we are 101 meter pitch and it's but we're only 68 meters wide anfield yeah yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a hundred and five meter pitch is is a standard. So, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a length. <clears throat> but um, but we've got both. We're now we're quite narrow and we're we're quite short. So um, utilizing the whole field is really really important. It's great for us when we're pressing because the opposition have less space. But the opposition have less space because the pitch is small. So when they want to defend, it's easier. There's less of the pitch. And what we were doing was, you t- was allowing them the width of the of the penalty box, which is standard across the world. But then the slots down either side, which is the bits that change, we've yeah. got one of the smaller gaps down each side of the penalty area in the country, and we were only using one of them. Yeah, Diaz, so we were, that was it. Yeah, and yeah. and by inverting inverting trend, it was like one out of every five or six attacks. One of the one of the uh, midfielders would go out wide on the right. Mo would go out w- wide and he wanted to come in, and and then he would get the ball occasionally out there, really slowly, and it would be a jog. Somebody would it would it it was like a walkthrough that he would pick the ball up with his back uh, to the touchline, and then he would point, and somebody would go, oh yeah, and they would make a real slow jog towards the corner flag <laughs> to make the shape that they should have made. And it was just so slow and predictable that it didn't cause any threat to, to Everton at all. And what you should do is utilise Trent, or I would actually stuck Trent out wide and just utilise Virgil switching, because if you switch, that's what causes stress to the opposition. If you can ping a 40-yard pass to one side, you can't get in that side, you dribble across, you play it back and switch it out to the other side, then they have to shunt across and doing that is what causes gaps in between in the middle for you to play a little ball through. And we just didn't do it. We didn't so, try to move at all. So just wanted to come to just to what you described verbally there, side and tactically. Um, your data viz parts is showing um, visually based on the data events because there is not there's not a single connection in our passing network in in the right wing, the whole strip of white wing in the pitch. There's yeah, nothing. he's not there. I was just looking at the passing change as well to, to back up what Sai was saying as well. And we either went short, which is five to 10 or 15 plus. And the depth into the hot zones is on the left hand side. There's, there's about one chain out of about 25 for both long and short that are actually going to the right, you know, the right hot zone. So just supporting what Sai said in terms of our on ball passing network, but equally the chains when you look at breakdown, what the moves were like, it just, it, we just didn't didn't go down the right enough. Um, and so I said it. It's just I, I I was puzzled by why we decided that we needed to have Trent, uh, Dom, and Mohamed to a certain extent because Mo was playing quite deep at times in that same area. When I think Trent would have been far more effective stretching play, uh, being level with with Costas, who was incredibly wide, um, and it forced Diaz to go inside nicely. You knew, you could have had that that same mirroring on the other side, mm. um, and. and Mo would have then had a space to go into because, the, as I said, the defence would have had to be stretched across the entire pitch and Mo could have got him and made it up. But as it happened, because Trent's inverting, 
they just were quite happy to sit in and could defend that. And Mo was therefore playing in the half space with no stretch on the outside. So, so no space. and the end result of all this was in the period up to the penalty being awarded, we uh, the game it was twelve shots to two. Mm. Um, and one shot on target for us and none for Everton. But we only had 0.47 XG. So we, we were down as a shot quality of 0.04, which is exactly what Newcastle happened to Newcastle when they played us. Yeah. Pot shots. Pot Low shots. value pot shots. And the, 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 um, in this period between 37 and 73, the shot map is just ugly, man. It's absolutely ugly. It's like, um, nine shots, nine or thirteen shots out, nine or fourteen shots outside the box. Actually, ten or fourteen outside the box in this period. It, it was like yeah, Burnley. Yeah. It was like Burnley in the first season. Yeah, on the clock. Yeah, Burnley away in the first season where where we just end up having ended up having uh, Phil and Chan and Lalana shots That's from it. outside the box. Yeah, and we got beat. I mean, was it one nil? Two nil. Two nil. Yeah. You look at the X, the XG line. It's just flatlining at that time. That time period you just said, we are flatlining below one XG. It's just yeah. horrendous. It's a horrendous time. You know? So, okay. So the red cards happened 37, right? But then we get to half time, Si. And we don't, do we obviously change anything at half time? No, they change everything. And we decide to carry on doing the same thing. The only thing that changed was uh, once, the, once the red card had, done, uh, had come, when we made subs which I thought were probably a little bit late and we could have done stuff way earlier. But at that point, doing the subs was quite a bold take. So Everton take off both their wingers at half-time, take off Harrison and McNeil. (laughs) (laughs) To bring on two defenders. (laughs) Yeah, and we don't make any changes until 62 minutes. When, and and Costas, interestingly, he was one of the ones providing which goes off. So. Yeah, and we end up having for for what was um, I'm not sure. Is 20 minutes? Diaz was playing left back. Yeah. <laughs> Bear in mind, oh, he was dear. playing left back without ever having to go in our half. Yeah, it was a non-all. It was non. It wasn't. It was kind of like yeah, he was left sided. Left sided without any fullbacks because because Trent obviously wasn't playing fullback at this point no. until uh, Harvey came on and Harvey actually gave us some width. Yeah, yeah. Which freed up Mo a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. he was going out on the outside. He wasn't trying to play. He was, do you know what I mean? He was going out to the wide and went. Mo he was going outside. out wide, and then yeah. Zobo was Zobo came on for because because I and we love Grav and uh, you know Grav is the greatest and stuff. But um, sorry, I, is this is, is it? Are you are you paraphrasing somebody, or is this your actual opinion? Um, no, it's just the general consensus. It seems to be that people love it. Uh, love him, and he is the second coming. And why? Because he know. does a few nice. Because he just does a few nice tricks on the ball. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, that'd be great. And if everyone's right, I'll be overjoyed. I and I, and I'm I'm pissing on the fire right now. But I I, I don't have an opinion. Well, we're a stature. What did Grab do that was so good? Did what did what what did Grab do that was um, good statistically? Anything? Um, Nothing mm. particularly. Um, I can kind of see what a player he is. Um, he he did win the ball back. His grabs possession control was great, but was so it? he yeah yeah yeah. It hasn't he, been in some of his other games. No, but he just wasn't giving the ball away. He had thirty two passes and he he made thirty one of them. Okay, but he also he also wasn't making a tricky pass. He was just retaining possession and safe. Yeah, and what 
uh, he was he was like carrying the ball a little bit, which he does. Um, but he got a lot of space to do that in. And this is not to criticise him. What happened was that when they took him off, Zobo moved out to the left, um, and then we became more dynamic down there. That's what happened. So so we ended up stretching the game a little bit more because Harvey went out right and was yeah. allowed to be out right. And Mo and Harvey have got a relationship already. Um, and then Zobo went out left to make sure the door was shot behind uh, Diaz. And we actually had shape then. We we dropped back into a much more conventional WM looking, okay. the full pitch. Yeah, I was going to say, so the, the post uh, penalty Pass map is is a miles, but it's exactly what you said. So Elliot's out wide, Dom's left. It, the structure is better. The depth, the connections are all over the pitch. The, our front three, uh, left half space, fourteen, and right half space. It's that's a It's just that's night and day from the rest of the game. To be fair, it's just much better spacing. And Gomez comes on as well, which helps. I think give a bit more of a three at the back, if you like, with Trent going in and being the two. So, yeah, post-penalty post was unfortunately only for the last, what, and how many injury time did he play? play? Six minutes injury time? So Nine, played nine minutes injury time. Nine. So, what, uh, half an hour or so uh, was probably the best, best structurally, I thought, we, we set up as a team. post but, but 14 minutes since them coming on, we got we went ahead, so. Yeah. Yeah, true. Same so, important. So just on the just on the Graven Birch uh, stats, just for the match. Uh, so he was 0. 0.06 expected goals, 0. 0.06 expected assists, 0. 0.27 xG chain, 0. 0.15 xG build up. Um, that looks um, mediocre. So what did you say for xG? 0. 0.06. I've got 0.05, not in that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is picky. Anyway, so <laughs> that looks like a rather mediocre stats line for this match anyway. But like, if his possession control was good, great. Okay, so, uh, but the other thing that happened in this period when all the subs were being made mm-hmm. is that uh, we nearly got a man sent off to equal up 10v10, which would have been extremely interesting. <laughs> but it yeah. didn't. So, and, but the weird thing was both the Canati yellow cards were in the opposition half. Yeah, once. Oh, sorry, both the incidents were in the opposition yellow, opposition half. Yeah, once uh, just outside the box, outside their box, isn't it? I think he's it's trying like, to break away. It's the Rodri foul or the yeah, Fernandinho yeah. foul. Yeah, well, I, he had cover though. I think both of them he had cover in my mind. Uh, I'm not. I, yeah. Well, the thing is, sure Rodri would have Rodri would have got got away with that without a yellow, right? But he's you know that's because he's, he's got, smart. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's smart. But, whereas Canate isn't that smart at doing that. I think he felt he had to do something and did it, and he just made it a bit obvious. The second one, I, I personally, I thought Canate was a bit lucky uh, to be staying on the pitch. Personally, because uh, he clips the the second one, he clips his knee, yeah, as well as does the hand thing. If you just see it first time, you certainly see the hand. But if you see it late with a replay, he clips his knee as well. Yeah, so I thought he was a bit lucky, a bit fortunate. Yeah, so I mean, to, to, to be honest, though, yellow. I thought I thought of all the yellow card fouls we've talked about so far, this would have the softest of all of them. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it's and yeah. but, but compared compared to compared to the Jota first yellow against Spurs on a dogie, this was yeah. this was this was like a hatchet job. Side of it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. This is a whole different grade, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. So, but no, I, but yeah. I, I thought in the con- also in the context of the game, I, I, I did think the way he was roughing it. I I thought he was lucky not to get the card because he was doing he, be, he booked uh, young twice. He was booking players for that kind of foul a lot. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And for him not to book Canate on that particular instant, having already done pretty much every other foul like that, I, I thought was a bit was surprising for me. But I, I get it's a contentious Well, the only, the, only other, the, only other, the only other yellow in the match was Tarkovsky, and that was for a clear. That was, again, that was a big... That was a game, same so far, yeah. So, yeah, it was, that was yeah. a bad one. That was probably worse than Young's, to be honest. Um, but the but yeah, that was it. This is that, again, I know it's TNT trying to make a meal out of a game, but I don't think it would have had any impact on the game. I just don't I don't see how they would have suddenly turned so, the whole performance around into let's just, beating us. Let's just play, um, you know... Um, what if, what if scenario modeling, right? Yeah. Say he, he gets sent off, right? And it goes 10 v 10. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about how much we struggled there, uh, with 11 v 10. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you think that a nil nil is the most likely output from there onwards? Or do you think we could still win it? I think we could still win it because I, I personally think Dyche would have been tempted to attack us. Right. And which would have opened up space for us to attack. Hmm. That's, Personally, uh, maybe that's going completely against dodgeball, but um, I I don't because if you look at like so how how we playing, we were putting Trent inverted. We had we taken crosses off at that time. No, we hadn't. Have we done that? I can't remember the time. But it, it, we were pretty much it, Gomez comes on right, so we, it would have been a him and him. We'd made the sub. We'd made the sub already. So Gomez would have just shuffled around and played to the half right. So there you go. Um, yeah, I just don't think. I don't think it would have impacted us playing that much. We weren't defended very much. I think he, if if Dyche was going to do anything to try and get anything out of the game, he might have decided to attack. Or he just sits in and then we still would have created opportunities like we did with Diaz creating it. He probably had two penalty shots before he actually got the penalty. So I'm not sure. And that's what I'm saying to you. I'm not sure it would have affected the flow of the game that much unless, and the only way it would have changed much, in my opinion, is Daesh saying, let's go and try and win this game, at which point it would have helped us even more because they wouldn't have been in block. Okay. That's just my opinion. And Sai, I mean, um, you've, 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 um, you've actually got some brickbats from Liverpool fans for you, the way you've talked about um, Canate putting out his own fires on the, um, on the pod. Um, before, um, how did you see the whole? You can ask you. Do you, you think he was lucky to stay on? Uh, I think he was lucky to stay on because he made a stupid decision. But I actually don't think it was even a foul. Yeah, but Kloppo basically thinks recognizes that he potentially got lucky with that and then subbed him immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, is- I, I'm still not convinced about that, but he said he did. But um, uh, he, he said he got lucky. But I, at that point, I think he'd only seen one angle as well. And from one angle, it looks like it took him out, which which should have been a blatant yellow card. Yeah. But from another angle, it's their it legs don't touch. Yeah. Their legs don't touch. And so if you can see an angle where their legs don't touch, their legs don't touch. And it was just the wafty arm thing, which... He was he was trying to prevent the transition, but we were we had plenty of cover. There was no yeah. need to. It was a stupid move. And, um, and same question to you on the what if scenario. If it had gone to ten v ten, how did you see? How do you? Th- what do you think is the most likely outcome of that match? Uh, we're just better. They're sh- they're garbage. So even though we weren't I- creating eleven v ten. That we weren't, we didn't have a chance worthy of the name. Well, it's not the thing is that the like we go XG this blah 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 yeah and and uh, as I I fundamentally believe that XG tells us an awful lot as a trend. 
Yeah. In a game, it doesn't. Expected threat tells you more um, currently, but I still think that's imperfect. That we had five moments where we we almost had one on ones. We didn't almost make a good pass into a box of a crowded area where we might have got a shot off. We we almost had one on ones. The things we were doing were creating these massive moments. We're just making stupid choices. Hang on, but you 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 just spent ten minutes telling us that our tactics were suboptimal. You know, up until the subs, you know, when we were congesting the middle, we weren't using the, the spaces. But you were and still we see- still you- created that. So you were still seeing enough in terms of the end, almost on the end results of the, our process, right? Okay. Well, the f- no, this was this was at f- uh, eleven versus eleven. So I'm talking about. All right. Okay. So okay. I think if it goes ten ten, then go back to how it was at eleven versus eleven, where we were where we were almost through on them. Yeah. Rather okay. than oh, what's what's the game look like at, at eleven versus ten? Because it would have been different again. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Personally, I don't think Everton do come out. I do. I think they just sit in and try and get a point for the last twenty minutes. Personally, but they. Yeah, I think they get. I, I think their their brain. It's something the game is going their way a little bit, and but they've, like, they've already they, subbed off their three. Help. Yeah, but you can't help. It's, this is not coming from the manager. This is coming from the players. You can't right. help but go. Oh. But they had like eight defenders and Beto on the pitch at that point. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's, it's like not much but there. To attack. Yeah, that's, that's more likely that it's going to win the way it did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, that, that's all. That's all we do. What if? Anyway, yeah, exactly. So, what if? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Oh. So um, we get the pen. Hallelujah, sights. Mo Salah, another pen at Anfield. Amazing. We've got 417 penalties in the last five games uh, and, and Liverpool fans all seem to want Mo Salah to not be taking them anymore. And he just goes, fuck you, and sticks it in the top corner. Who who did Liverpool fans... I love the way you talk about Liverpool fans as this generic blob. Um, who, who, who did Liverpool fans want to be on pens for this? Uh, anybody. Mo Salah, mostly. Really? Um, so they wanted yeah, Darwin on it or something? I think, a load, I think loads of them would have happily had Milner come back just to take penalties. But, but like... <laughs> I think that, that there is a list of great penalty takers that we have just to not have Mo Salah taking penalties because even when he was 12 of 12 and winning you Champions League finals, that there was still, oh, I'm not quite sure. Um, they don't even like the yeah. unconventional. They don't yeah. like the unconventional. Type. I do like the way he does blam it, though. I, like I know that, we, yeah. I know he missed those two, but I do like the way he literally leathers, leathers his penalties. There's not many players who do that with their pens, is there? Not anymore, just no. Score. Yeah, just score. Just, just um, put it in the net. But but you mentioned um the you mentioned everything looked much better at one one nil, eleven v ten. But you'd like to think so. We're a man up, a goal up. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so the only thing I would say was well, the other thing we missed at nil nil, there was one long but there was a route one moment from fucking Pickford where if Calvert Lewin can chest control that ball coming over, he's in one on one with Ali, isn't he? And that was at nil-nil. Was that? I must have missed that. That must have been me glossing over. But um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take your word for it. How far out was he? Long though? ball into in behind in behind Simi was, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. Where, how how far out was he? Uh, he was about twenty five meters out. Oh, and right, he, okay. he just had to chest it down, and then you know he would have been in on. He would have been on, on, on in the box. Yeah, yeah, in the box. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair but enough. it was route one. Definition route, route one. one. Which is that's which one thing about Pickford. He, he can kick the fucking ball a long way. Yeah, 
you can shop. Yeah, you can literally. And he's got, he's got the right manager that practice that at the moment. I tell you, eighty-seven percent of his passes going along was. He can reach the other. He can reach the goal line from his six-yard yeah. box if he wants to off the floor, which is fucking rare. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. That's one of the reasons he got. He get, Apparently, he gets picked for England, doesn't he? When he was not right now, but when it was like a decision between him and Pope, but it was his, it was his kicking that got in the, the shirt. Apparently, well, so, I, yeah. I remember, I remember him playing. I think we he used to play for Sunderland, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think we beat him five nil. Like Emray scored a couple. Uh, I, I was at the game, and I, I remember talking to people about it uh, him at the time because he was new. Maybe debut, maybe two or three games. Yeah, first there. season. Yeah. And and he was and basically everyone was going. You've not seen how this kid kicks a ball. And I was like, well, he must be Pele because he can't save shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just leathers it though up the field. Have it, you know, bang. Anyway, um, but so what did you did you see any anything that you liked that we might learn from Bart's in terms of what we did eleven v ten at what after at one nil? Harvey White, I think, was a good one. Harvey White, yeah. That's had, more about chalk on boots, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's more about using the space better. That's yeah. more about us stretching the pitch and having depth to our play. If we yeah. did that from the moment one, yeah, we wouldn't have had to rely on a penalty in the seventy-third minute. Yeah, I'm convinced by if we just stretched them more, utilize the the bit the pitch that we do have at Anfield. Then we imagine Dom going out wide, right? For example, well, it's got to be Dom, Trent, or Mo. It's got to be yeah, one of those. I'm saying, if Trent's going to invert, fine, go and invert next to Mo. But Dom, go and go outside of Mo. Yeah. Go and do that. Then Mo's he can do. He played a lot. He can. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I don't get. That, that first bit was just a puzzle to me. It's like he's clearly been told to do that. Um, so yeah, but that that latter part when Elliot comes on do it, and we've spoken about Elliot's opportunities at the bench, his game state, yada yada yada. He's, he's got opportunities; he gets more space when I mean, he hit a shot, with, uh, which people put on the bar, which I didn't think had it in him to be fair. Um, but I think from that, it's just about the better utilization of space. What I really liked was our front three in the right areas that we want them to be in, and our midfield shape was was miles better. I just wish we would do that from from day dot. Um, Gomez at left back was interesting um, considering that again a lot of the fans were saying let's play Gomez there rather than, than Costas mm-hmm. um, rather than you guys like Klopp's so got pick can I ask a question to, to say about Costas sub um, is this a loading decision site because we know we can't bring him in from zero to, to 500 minutes a week we have to bring him in gradually was it a loading sub no okay tactical no yeah just be a tactical yeah. okay um, talk to me about the second goal, Sai. How did we manage to create a t- transition, 11 v 10? We we keep doing it with ke- with corners. Yeah. It's corners, corners, corners. Um, I think we had three moments in like five minutes where they were trying to score because they were 1-0 down from corners and uh, and we broke. Mo um, had a little interchange and then got tackled just as he was making a pass. Um, and there was another moment as well just before that. And then... Uh, d- I think the way it popped out of the box on the right right back, Mac ended up picking it up just inside the box and slotted through some sensational pass between between uh, three defenders to find Darwin, who uh, thankfully, because Otto was still on the pitch, was our outlet rather than the main central uh, defender in, uh, from the corner. So uh, he was free. Having Darwin and Mo on the pitch to break from corners... 
Yeah. I right. mean, 40 yeah. meter break, oh, Darwin oh. covered that like in about half a second. And yeah. then he actually, oh, that was like one of the most, inte- that's one of the most intelligent passes I've seen in play since he joined us. I know it's a simple ball. You reckon? I thought it was a really nice one, just because it was simple and it, he executed it really well. I, yeah, you know, I'm saying he's getting better. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think he's. They, no, he's made the same move. <laughs> he made the same move in the last derby, didn't he? Wasn't it a breakaway Darwin fed Mo and, we, and he scored? Yeah, but I, I've forgotten that completely. Was that the last derby? So I think it was I, a bit more of a scruffy pass, though. That one. Yeah, <laughs> true. But I'm just saying he's learning. I think. Going back to one of Sai's very early points that Diaz is slowing the play up, not making that ball. Nunez is showing there that he has improved and he made that pass. But the right way, Mo didn't <coughs> Mo wasn't offside, held his run and he put it away first time. That's an example of where, where Nunez has improved massively, I think, in the last uh, six months. Okay. So one question, one discussion point to end the pod for mm-hmm. yourselves, right? Um so I'm gonna be um I'm gonna start uh, the anti bandwagon here just as he's getting really, really popular amongst Liverpool supporters. Uh, sorry, even more popular. Is is the current Liverpool team to, now too reliant on Mohamed Salah for creativity? Sai. Can we create, can this team, without Salah, create enough in situations where we don't have transition? We don't know because he's always available. That, do you, genuinely, do you, that, that's my answer, is that we don't yeah. know because we've never had to. Like, you don't know how good City are at creating chances when De Bruyne is there because De Bruyne is there. Right. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. We're finding out this season though, aren't we? But we said, like, we said on the pod, in the winter national break pod, that Salah's the best player in the league this season. There's no question, yeah. right, about yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, but I'm just worried that all creativity in, in our team is coming from him and no one else. Literally no one else. But Well, N- Nunes, actually, to be fair. No, Nunes and... But Nunes isn't getting on the pitch enough. All of the output is coming from there, for sure. It does seem that way. Yeah. But again, if you... I know we're saying XT's not perfect, right? But Mo isn't top for XT in this game. Yeah? Dom isn't he? is top for XT in this game. So is maybe... He? I'm not saying you're right. I, I do think at the moment we are becoming, Mo is the best player in the league and everything is coming through him in terms of output. 
But I think there has been signs, and that isn't the first time Dom has been top for XT in, in a game. Maybe yeah. we're just not utilising players in certain positions the way we are. Maybe yeah. that when we have certain pieces that are slowing the game out right time, we're not a completely synced system. I think fans often forget you can't just transplant a brand new midfield into the team and expect them to go and win the league. It doesn't work. So, like that. They have to get synced together to work together. And I think. No, I agree with you. Do you know what I mean? I think there are players who are getting in the right areas to create a threat. We're just not utilising that at the moment. So it's fami- you think it's mainly familiarity? Like, yeah, and I think we are getting better. We clearly are. It's just there are players in there, if you look at the numbers, that, all right, I'm not showing the XA, I, I accept that, but there are players in the, the XT, the whatever you want to call it, that are registering high numbers higher than Mo. It suggests to me that there are other pockets of creativity we're not utilising. Okay, that's a good point. So I did listen to um, Arrival uh podcast um, oh, what are you doing Darth? on the athletic Rivals? no it's on the athletic it's uh, tony evans is one on the athletic and they're, they're previewing the derby and um there was one of the fellows on the panel was basically talking about how our creative number eights and our creative number tens now were stacked with these days and, and stuff and trent and stuff like hmm. but you know i looked at it after the everton game we've we've played 12 games this season all this is all competitions now right including hmm. some europa league games in there as well and these seven players right zabozlai McAllister, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Diogo Jota, Cody Gakpo, and Luis Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. They've played in a combined 45 full games this season, right? And they've got one assist. One. Yeah. Those seven players who are these, these, these outrageously good number eights and number tens, apparently, right? One assist. And even worse is that the XA is a combined 0.44 per game between those seven players. How is that? Yeah, it's it's not, it's not good. I mean, don't get me it. wrong, right? Zobo no. scored two. The, and do you know what the only assist was? Can you remember what the only assist was from those seven players? No, you have to remember me. Si, you were waxing lyrical about it when it happened. Oh, was it Dom's chip at the top? Max. Max. For, for, for Nunes against... Nunes finished... Uh, was West Ham? No, West Ham, yeah. West Ham, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the only assist from one of those seven players to see. Um, Jones and Elliot... I haven't, I haven't got a single goal or assist in in, in almost a thousand combined minutes. I mean, that's got to have to change. Yeah, well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Uh, J- J- Jota has got four goals, no assist. Gakpo's got three goals, no assist. Diaz three goals, no assist. Uh, and Zobo's two goals, no assists. So, Sai, um, anything to? Am I reading too much into a twelve-game sample? We don't pass the ball to Mo in the box. In the box, he's busy passing the ball to the strikers in the box. Are you remotely bothered about those seven players I've listed who are very good players not actually creating anything? I'm very bothered that Diaz isn't creative because that's his job. Yeah. Like, not so much with the others. Darwin's a fucking lunatic that can do any mad shit. Well, Darwin's got four goals, full assists, right? He's not on the yeah, table yeah, yeah. for this discussion. On That's the fine. transition, he can do all of that stuff. Yeah. Gakpo is uh, last season. I just I had his numbers up because I've got XG chain like trends. Um, last season, he he was Bobby Light. Some... We talked about it. How he missed... yeah, yeah. His XG chain was. His XG chain per 100 touches was 176, and his XGB was 0.65. 
So that puts him into into one of the top top ten attackers for XGB and one of the top fifteen for, for XG chain in the league from creativity creativity perspective. And he's just not that this season at all, is he? No. Um, this season he is down at point. Oh yeah, Gakpo is at. 0.24 XG build and uh, 1.17 XG chain. Yeah, he, and he's got nothing on the creativity side this season. Absolutely no, nothing. No, yeah, no. but but so, um, so so I mean, like you know, just the two English lads in midfield, Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones. They've got they've got nothing this season in terms of creativity. They're just they're continuity players. That's their role. I was going to say like like that's what Jim was. CJ is playing the junior role, isn't he? It, yeah, and it's the one where you'd expect him to have but, a little bit more because he's playing right at it. The difference we, is one of our fullbacks. So uh, at his best, Trent was a point eight five uh, xg chain hundred hundred touch, um, and uh, Robbo's was point seven nine, and they're down at point five. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but but what I was going to say was the one of the things we were talking about with Trent inverting and playing the WM was it allows you to play with those two who are more like 10s than 8s, and Elliot and Jones are in those positions. So, anyway, I guess all, but between them, they haven't had a single goal of assist in a 1,000 minutes. You know, it's, you know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's unreasonable to want more than that. No, no, zero, I, you know? I think you're right. But do you not think, it's just something that comes to my head, that if you're looking to replace Mo, would you not tweak the system to make him the the, the assist king? Because it's easy to. Wait, get. I mean, this is a, this is a cutting ploy to to make him I'm want just to say. If you, if you were no no no, no, no. I'm saying if you're going to replace <laughs> if you're going to replace someone, right? It's for me. We've always said you can't replace Mo Salah, right? You either get a goal scorer, or you get someone who creates creates goals. Yeah. What mm. is Mo doing at the moment? He's creating goals. And as I just said, he's feeding everybody else. Well, well that's he's doing he, to... he scored our last four goals in the Premier League as well. I know, but he's also feeding. He's enabled everybody else to score around him. Right, that's right. easier to replace. There is a goal scorer and a sister. So if you've tweaked a system that changes your that position to not be the out-and-out goal scorer elite, but to become the assist, the fulcrum of the assists, you can replace that in a year's time easier than you were if you had the system two, three years ago where Mo, you couldn't replace Mo Sam. No, I'm, not I, 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 I'm not sure this is by design. No, I'm, no I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just chucking it out there as a thought, but I'm not sure that that's clever. Yeah, as a theory, yeah. I'm not saying... Just evidence your point, Darth. He has, Mo has more big chances than Darwin, Trent, Zobo, Diaz, McAllister and Robbo combined. Yeah. A big chance is created. Combined. Big, big chance is created. He's got the most in the Premier League. Not yeah. surprised he's got more than those. <laughs> no, but he, he has created more than the whole of the rest of the team combined. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Do you know his? Do you, do you know his expected? You know his expected assist is eighty uh, percent higher than any his previous best season. It's point five one at the moment. Yeah. His previous best season was point three three. That's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. It's a good job. He's, he's uh, always available, isn't it? <laughs> well, the thing, the thing is, I, yeah, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think that he was scoring all the goals before and he was, I think he was probably 60, 40 goals to assists. And now he's probably closer to, clo- he's gone to 50, 50 because there are other lads that can score. So like our forwards are more goal, for, goal first than they used to be. Yeah. Noon is actually a goal first, right? They're the, the so, plan, they're not him. Yes. 
part two of the question, right, is mm-hmm. that the elephant in the room here, of course, Trent. is Trent. Mm-hmm. So Trent is our jo- used to be, Trent and Mo, our joint most creative players. Uh, and then Trent is now having his worst statistically creative season since he joined into the team, um, which isn't a good thing. So um, at what point do we say we're not getting the same level of production out of Trent as we did before, and you know he's being neutered in some way, and and the rest of the players around him and who are not Mo aren't picking up the slack. So I, oh, Bart, go on, go on, go on. You, you'll no, be brave enough to speak up. I was, yeah, I was going to say, like, so pre this season, we were raving about WM has changed as yeah. as, as an Edward Trent, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, Premier League sides are are not stupid. They do the yeah. homework. Copycat they, league, the yeah. copycat league, and they've limited a lot of sides have, have deliberately gone out to try and limit Trent's ability to invert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially at the start of the season. Especially the start of the season, and less so now. But uh, there's circumstances in the games. I think so. I'm not sure now that he's having having spent ages going. Now that's the way forward. We've got to do that. And we've got... <laughs> you watch games like this. Yeah. In other games like this, where I'm like Trent, get out of there and go and play in the hot zone. Yeah. Go and play like he did that. We won the league playing that way because. But then I'm not sure we're going to be able to do that. So the advantage of him going next to Mac is you have a double. You have a double pivot, right? Yeah. And I think that helps us deal with the fact we haven't got a six that Klopp trusts. Yeah. Right? So until yeah. we get that six, I'm not sure we can say to Trent, go and play out wide. Because I think Matt gets exposed even more defensively. Um, I, that's just an opinion. And I know he, he, Matt's done better. He's improving and saying he's learning the role. But he isn't an out-and-out out six, right? And he Klopp clearly doesn't rate Endo. So he's not going to play Endo starting a league game. I don't think that's going to happen. So unless we unfortunately have a massive crisis, which I don't want, don't want to happen anyway. So yeah, I think we're kind of stuck with this problem, if you don't want to call it a problem, until maybe we address the fact that what we should have done in the summer, which is buy six. Because we haven't got the option to go train go and play, because I think Oliver's exposed in a little too much, personally. Um, Say, the Trent discussion? Um... I think Trent is making some bad decisions. I think Trent is not at the peak of his form. I think he goes through phases like this during seasons. Uh, I think last year he finished with like 15 assists and he had one in February. Yeah. One up to February and then he just went on a massive yeah. roll. I've just, put, I've just put for you guys to see uh, his... The rolling oh, chart. Yeah, the rolling chart. I just changed the colour so you could see it, Doc. Um, but you can see the massive spike was the first spike in two years, and then he's he's just dropped off a cliff. Yeah. So, so that was, that was WM, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. the WM. So yeah. that's a ten game, yeah. Um, so he is. Uh, the red line is uh, is top ten. Uh, midfielders in the country are Rob, Robert, Robbo and Trent against them. And he's, for a large part of his career, he was very much in that um, as one of the top 10 best mid- attacking midfielders in the country. And, and in the last three years, there have been two moments where he's been like it, one of which was he was playing centre midfield and now he has dropped way below. 
and he's actually not even one of the top so the top 10 um, defenders in the country have actually but 100 touches of, the, of 0.36 or above and Trent is currently 0.32 yeah yeah so no Chamber 19 not my bad so just just on the just on the Trent thing um He's only getting half as many. He's only doing half as many switches per ninety as he did during the title-winning season. Um, the whole team doing, has, and he's doing half as many crosses as the title-winning season. However, he is doing one point two three full through balls per match, which is easily the highest of it. You know, and it's literally a whole through ball per match more than most of his career until last season. Um, but. Yeah, that, that that so far those through balls aren't really trading into into chances and 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 especially expected assists. Yeah. So we, we we have lads. The thing is, right? I it really feels like overkill. I which it, bit I feels like overkill? The, I go back. I go back to the intention again, right? So the intention, the reasons behind moving Trent into the middle of midfield yeah. was you suddenly have this great technical playmaker that has short and long passes from the, from deep in the middle of the park because we had Fab, who could barely tie his own laces these days, and, um, and Hendo. An empty shirt. And CJ, who do, he was just in there, in there for pressing and continuity. And... Now we've got two of the best technical midfielders in the world and no one playing right back anymore. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. So So. like, it's like we're solving a problem that doesn't exist anymore. I think that's a brilliant way to summarise it. So I agree. I think that's spot on as well. Yeah. Yeah. So in answer to the question... Um, we've had a nice discussion about it. Uh, is this team currently too reliant on my host, Mohamed Salah? Uh, <laughs> currently, I think we are very reliant on Mohamed Salah. I don't think yeah. we are too reliant on Mohamed Salah. Okay. But the rest of the players need to step up and pronto. Yeah, or just score. I, most performing a function for the side. Yeah. So, But he's gone to AFCON. He's going to you, but we're not actually. I think the timing came out. We're not, he's not missing that many games, uh, Premier League games. But um, well, every game he misses, that there's a game where somebody else needs to step up. But sure, but, and you might find that right. You, you do. You are be. You are evading my question. <laughs> <laughs> you want a simple yes or no? Is that no, you or, 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 or to some extent, or something like that. Yeah, yeah to, to some extent, yes, you're right. Uh, you're true. I, I'd be more. I I want us to sort of the midfield out personally before we worry too much whether my because I I think if you it, it to sort like as I said, we're solving a problem doesn't exist anymore, right? So if Trent, if we just say to Trent, go play right back, you might find then that then that he comes becomes more the fulcrum of our creativity, and it's less reliant on Mo. I think one becomes before the other. So the way I would say it the other is is that. We can ride the wave, right? We can ride this wave. Yeah. With, uh, we get to a certain point. The key is we've got to recognise that maybe we are, we are becoming a bit too hot in terms of relying on one player for the output. And if we can correct that before the wave starts to subside, then it's fine. Then we can react and put stuff in and put, you know, yeah. you know, other plans in place. But if the wave starts to subside and we haven't planned for it, that's when you hit a rocky spell. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think we need to, so I said this a lot. I think we've all said this. I don't know what a Liverpool, sometimes I don't know what a Liverpool goal looks like anymore. Yeah. No, it's true. We've completely changed, haven't we? And that's, and that's what I'm saying. A pro, we're changing system. We're developing whatever, but it would be nice to finally, like you said, we're riding a wave and we work out what that goal actually looks like. Yeah. And then when we come off the wave, we can still create that goal. Yeah. Um, well, I would say the only thing the closest I can think of to a Liverpool goal this season is a genius Mo Salah ball on the angle between yeah. the full-back and the def- and their centre-back onto one of other, onto one of our other forwards. Or oh, the breakaway, like the, the second goal. Yeah, or, tra- or a transition, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think we're back to transition goals. I think yeah. we're back to, to 17 and 18 goals. That's not going to be enough to win the league. No, no. But it'll get you Champions League. Yeah, OK. All right. Really good discussion, chaps. Really good. Enjoyed that. And we will be back next. When, are we playing Saturday or Sunday next weekend? Sunday, isn't it? Because of the Europa. Mm. Yeah. We will be back next Tuesday to discuss the Toulouse game and the Nottingham Forest game. Until then, up the fucking Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.